Hello, welcome back. I am so glad that you are here. I am, of course, recording from my makeshift recording studio in the sauna. Um, if you haven't seen over on Instagram yet, I record all of these podcasts inside a sauna in a shed because it has the best sound quality and because there are no humans around or dogs around to interrupt or distract me. So I'm dripping in sweat, but it's worth it. (laughs) So this week, I want to record an episode on the things that I would do differently if I was starting my entire fitness journey from day one. If I, you know, had all the knowledge that I have now, but am starting this fitness journey from scratch, what would I change? What would I do differently to have more success and prevent injury? I am so super excited about this episode because I feel like for people, the hardest part about starting a fitness journey is that it's starting because there's so much information out there and so many people telling you different things. And so it can really just be overwhelming and that overwhelm can make you not want to start at all. So I'm really hoping that this list can make it all feel a little easier and a little simpler for people and help you, you know, get started and take that first step. And even if you are not new in your fitness journey, maybe you've already been working out for a year or two years, whatever it is, hopefully this can help you pivot in some ways that you might need to. Maybe you're struggling with injuries right now, or maybe you're just unsure of what direction to go next with your fitness. And hopefully this list will help you have clarity in how to make the best decisions for taking care of your body. So let's dive right into it. First thing on this list is I would focus on bulletproofing my body more than anything else. This one is the most important item possibly on this list for me because when I got into fitness, really for the first three years of running and lifting and all the things, I got so many injuries. I got climber's elbow when I started climbing. I got shin splints when I started running. I got really bad sciatica for like six months to a year. And I had awful nerve problems in my shoulder and my neck and my upper back for probably the good part of two years. And every single one of these things was completely preventable. So bulletproofing your body, what does this mean? It's exactly what it sounds like. We are making sure that there are no weak links in the chain. So whatever you're doing, we want to make sure all the muscles that are necessary to do that thing are as strong as they need to be to do it without getting hurt. And this sounds really obvious, but there's a lot of little pieces that people don't think about when they are going through exercises. For example, if you are doing a lot of pull-ups or deadlifts or things that have a lot of pull on your arm, your grip and the muscles in your forearm are going to get stronger a lot faster than the tendons in your elbow can keep up with. And so we need to make sure that we are also strengthening and keeping the tendons in our elbow healthy so that we don't get tennis elbow or golfer's elbow or any of these issues. When we are doing big movements like deadlifts and squats, maybe our legs are strong enough, but we have to make sure that our core is strong enough to support the rest of our body and support our lower back. When we start running, we need to make sure we're strengthening the tiny muscles in our ankles and our shins and hip flexors that get neglected so often so that these muscles aren't going to become the weak link and become injured really quickly when we start to run. 
One last point that I will add to the whole bulletproofing um, concept is we also want to make sure that we are strengthening our muscles through their full ranges of motion. A lot of times injuries get caused because people strengthen a muscle in a certain range of motion, but then when that muscle is actually being used in daily life, it goes into a much deeper and wider range of motion that it's not strong in. And so we just want to make sure that we are using that muscle in its full range of motion when we are strengthening it. I realized that I definitely just got a little bit sciencey there. So if you do have questions about it or you are confused on this whole topic, you can definitely shoot me a DM on Instagram and I would be happy to answer any questions that you have on that. Number two on this list is I would focus on a few quality compound movements rather than a whole bunch of random accessory exercises. So compound movements are things like squats or deadlifts. They're things that use multiple muscle groups at the same time rather than just one muscle. For example, when you are deadlifting, you're not only using your legs, you're using multiple different muscles in your legs, you're using your lower back, you're using your core, you're using your lats. All of these muscles have to work together to perform that movement properly. Therefore, you're going to get stronger a lot faster and you're also going to teach your muscles how to all work together as a machine. These type of movements truly are the bread and butter of strength training, and they really are all that you need to get really great muscle growth and really great strength gains. I can't tell you how much time I wasted doing random workouts that I saw on Instagram that I thought looked kind of cool, but really they had no specific purpose, and I would have benefited so much more sticking to the basics. So making compound movements really the core of your workout program is going to help you get stronger faster in a way that is balanced and less likely to be injured. And it's also going to make your workout go by faster because you're getting so much more done in one exercise that would normally take five exercises to hit all those different muscles. So speaking of compound movements, my next tip is that I would focus on having great form before anything else. Your form is crucially important when you are exercising, one, so that you don't get injured, but two, to make sure that you're actually getting the benefit out of the exercise that you want to get. Small changes in the way that you perform a movement can completely change what muscles you are utilizing when you are doing it. So I would keep the weight you are using really low or just do things body weight until you have mastered that the form of that exercise. And I know this feels so frustrating in the beginning because you feel like if you're, you know, just working on form the whole time and you're not adding any weight, you feel like you're not getting benefit from the exercise. But a movement done with fantastic form and very low weight is a million times more beneficial than a movement that is done wrong with heavy weight. Trust me on this. When I stripped weight off the bar when I stripped weight from my exercises and just focused on doing things really, really well, getting that mind-to-muscle connection and truly feeling the muscle that I'm supposed to be working, I saw so much better results. My muscles grew, my strength grew, and just all around, it was so much more effective when I took that time to do things right. One more point to this is to make sure you aren't doing exercises and movements that your body isn't yet ready for. If you are unable to do a proper push-up, for example, 
And so instead, you're kind of doing like a half push up, you're not going all the way down, you're not really using the right muscles, you're not going to get as much benefit from that as you would from doing maybe an assisted push up where you're down on your knees or doing a chest press where you can strengthen the muscles needed for a push up in a full range of motion. We want to make sure anything we're doing, we're actually able to do it properly so we can get the benefit from it. If not, let's regress that exercise to something we're able to do really, really well so that we can build up the strength in the right way to be able to do that thing in the future. Regressing an exercise is not weak, it's not lame. You shouldn't feel insecure about having to do this. You're actually making the best possible decision for your body so that three months down the road, six months down the road, you're going to be able to do that exercise like a boss. So going along with this topic is my next point, which is I would take things slow. Most of my injuries were caused by me trying to go too fast with something, trying to lift too heavy of a weight too soon. It was really just my ego getting involved, honestly. So take things slow. Don't try to lift the heaviest weight possible. Focus on weights that you feel comfortable with and increase them nice and slowly. Don't try to jump straight to the movement that you're not really ready for yet. Take those baby steps. Your body is going to thank you long term. And keep this in mind when you're setting goals too. If you are starting to run for the first time and right now you can only run one mile, you shouldn't have a goal next week to be able to run two miles and the week after that to be able to run three miles. That is going to be unsustainable. But maybe this week you run one mile and the next week you run one mile and the next week you run one mile and maybe the week after that you run a mile and a half. These baby steps are going to allow your body to adjust in a healthy way so that you can be successful long term. The next thing on my list is that I would learn how to warm up properly. And oh boy, did I learn this one the hard way. I swear to you, for the longest time, I thought warm-ups were for weenies. I thought they were so lame and so boring. But when I learned how to warm up properly, it drastically changed my results. Not only are you getting the little muscles and tendons warmed up properly so that they don't get injured, but also you're getting the muscles activated that you want to be using later in your workout so that muscle is getting worked as much as it possibly can. For example, if you are going to do squats later in your workout and you really want to grow your glutes, you want to make sure that your glute is as activated and warmed up as possible so that when you're doing that exercise, the glute is actually going to be taking over and doing the work. Versus if you didn't warm up and your glute isn't really ready to squat, maybe your glute isn't going to be as active as possible and other muscles are going to take over. So this is going to help you prevent injury and get much faster results. And finally, the last thing on this list is I would make sure that I chose exercises I actually enjoy. I cannot tell you how much time I spent working out in ways that I just felt like I had to because that's what the person next to me was doing or that's what that girl on Instagram was doing. When instead, I should have just been focusing on things that actually brought me joy and made me feel great. There are a million different ways in this world that you can choose to exercise and move your body. So explore them. Find what you actually enjoy. Find what you love. Because when you really enjoy something, that's what's going to become something that is sustainable long term. And that's really the goal, right? We want to be moving our bodies long term so we can live long and healthy lives. That is my list. That is all I have for you guys today. I really hope that this helped you in some way. I hope that you're going to be able to take these things and go start your workout journey or improve the workout journey that you are currently on. 
And if you have any questions at all about anything that I covered, I would be absolutely happy to answer them. You can just go over on Instagram and shoot me a DM at Kai Smook. That's at K-Y-S-M-O-O-K. I love chatting about this stuff with you guys. I would also love it if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. If you think this episode will help someone else, please share it with them, share it on social. And until next time, I hope you make this week a great one and fill it with lots of joy and growth and goodness.